Welcome to the Tune Under podcast. We've got a special episode today. We're going to be doing a few of these through the through the break to keep us all going, keep us all excited. But we're doing a we're going to be doing this a series of season reviews. So that today we're going to be doing a review of the 2001-2002 season. I've pretty selfishly chosen this one because it was my first season with a season ticket um, back when I was in Newcastle. And so I've got real kind of fond memories about this time. Um, and just to give a little bit of a context, I've got Mark with me and I've got Keegan. How are you doing, boys? Doing well, thank you. Uh, looking forward to this one. It's uh, it's going to be some some good reminiscing. A little trip down memory lane. Hi, Keegan. It is. How you doing, Jack? I'm excited too. Some of the best years of my teenage life watching we're this all, stuff. We're all going to be super excited at the end of this, honestly. <laughs> it, was a, it was a great season and it was just great times. But just to give a bit of a context into what was going on in the world in 2001, it was the era of the 9-11 attacks in, in September, obviously. Uh, and I remember that because the, there was a game, the Newcastle game the next day, which was in the League Cup when Craig Bellamy scored a hat-trick. And it was a really, really weird atmosphere. There was only, I think it was like 10,000 or something there. It was a really low attendance. And um, so that was, it was that year. It was the year that WWF was dominated by The Rock and by Stone Cold and by Triple H. Oh, did you boys, did you boys like a bit of wrestling? Oh, mate. Every second <laughs> of every show I watched. Like that was, that was my life. Like every time that a video like a VHS was out at the video store. Dad used to take me down on a Friday, get the latest one, take it home, watch it. Oh my god, that was Friday night. One. Friday night, Raw is War, brilliant. Mark, oh, are you, yes. you going to admit to like in wrestling, Mark? I think I was kind of a bit away from that. Um, You're I'm kind of showing my age is yeah, like a little bit older than you two, I think. So yeah, I was I was maybe maybe starting to grow out of it a little bit. Um, I, I will say I, I did my my fair share when I was a little, few years younger. Um, Mark, you never grow yeah, out of it, mate. I, I had literally just moved to Newcastle <laughs> after uni. Um, so that was kind of like I'd moved, moved over, well, came over for a holiday, ended up getting a job and stayed um, the year before this. Um, and so went to a couple of games and then, uh, the guy I worked with, uh, would say he knew somebody who had a season ticket going, so off offered to, to get me that. Um, so this was actually my first season as a full season ticket holder as well. All right. It was also the, uh, the, the Nokia 3310 was, uh, was kicking about. Remember the old 3310 with snake on it? Shaggy, Shaggy was top of the charts with it wasn't me. That was the best selling single. It was the era of Limp Biscuit. Oh. It was it was three years before Facebook even existed, and it was five years before Twitter existed. Can you imagine a world without Twitter now? Uh, can you imagine football world without Twitter? Yeah. It's so much quieter. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to talk to people. What did the what did the ITKs do then? Did the what did they I do know. right to the pink or something? <laughs> Joe Linton was five years old this year, just to put it in a bit of context. And like I said before, it was my first year with a season ticket. My ticket was six rows behind the goal in the Leeser's end. Uh, so it was a really, really good, really good seat. Uh, and obviously, I'd I'd wanted a season ticket for a long time, but my dad was a Man U fan, actually. Um, and season tickets were very expensive back then. So I used to go to the odd game, but this was the year I really started going and really, really fell in love with it. And it's really funny to me to think that Newcastle fans under the age of about 26, 27 
won't actually remember this team. And to me, that's just mad because like these poor these poor fans have basically had to put up with Mike Ashley pretty much for the whole time of supporting Newcastle. Poor bastards. Nobody in nobody under twenty six or twenty seven remembers this team. Remembers seeing Alan Shearer in his heyday. Yeah, does I've that actually, make yeah. you does it make you feel I've told old? Some of my, it does. I told some of my mates about Lauren Robert, and I said, "Oh, you should YouTube some of his free kicks." And they're like, what the hell's going on here? Like, why have I never seen these before? And I'm like, oh, anytime he got a free kick. And now, like in today's game, there'd be crosses every single time. And he'd just might get that big run up and just absolutely sink his foot into it every time. He's like, oh, my God, I can't believe this guy. We will be talking about Lauren Robert free kicks. Oh. Don't worry. The one against Derby in particular was one of those ones where he just, like, <sighs> lashed it from like a ridiculous angle. And it wasn't until a few years later he scored those two goals against Spurs as well. <laughs> yeah. Free kicks. <laughs> God, yeah, he was a crazy. he was magic, wasn't he? Oh. But but let's uh what so what what were you guys doing at that? Mark, you've said that you were in you moved back to the UK from you were living yeah. in Perth. Um no so I was actually in Yes, I was. I was in Perth, finished uni, um, and then came over, got a job. I was working at the Centre for Life in Newcastle um, for Newcastle Uni, and yeah, got to manage to get my hands on a season ticket for this. This is my my very first season, so um, yeah, happy days. And then, obviously, led on to the so- the second season where we were actually in the Champions League, and uh, yeah, it was yeah. Uh, just yeah, just look back on it now, and it was just like the best ever because you know. All the matches you could always find a dodgy pub on as well, so you could always watch the away games and you you watched the full season without being sleep deprived. It was great. <laughs> what a novelty, Keegan. What were you doing in two thousand one? Uh, two thousand one, I was in my second last year of school, and then two thousand two was my last year of school. So we, I'm pretty sure the games were on Foxtel back then, but it wasn't how it used to be, where you could push the red button and watch every game. It was just, I, it, I think it basically mirrored the, the Sky game, whatever the Sky game was or the televised games, that's what the Foxtel one got. And then so we lived off that and there was an hour-long highlight show on a Monday night at 7.30. So we used to get our – see all the goals every week anyway, but not all the games. But that's – yeah, that's how we lived our, our 2001, 2002 life was through late-night Foxtels and one-hour highlight shows. <laughs> It was funny when you were talking about the, watching the Robert goals before as well, because when you look at them now, none of it's in HD, is it? It's all blurry and you can't... It's yeah. Like watching through a snowstorm, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> you can still tell really where he is on the pitch and you're still going, why are you even thinking about taking a shot from here? Yeah. And, oh, oh he's just... See how happy we're getting just talking about. I know, <laughs> I know. There was one that right. I'm, I'm, I'm not because we are going to go through the season. But there was one against Southampton that he took as well, and he was forty yards out. We got forty yards out, and he just kicked. He's hit it, and it went into the middle of the goal, and the goalkeeper was still nowhere near it. I remember it was Paul Jones. It was in front of me. Paul Jones was in goal. And I was like, how is that even possible? He just hit it so hard and with so much swerve, it just mm. almost broke the net. It was absolutely fantastic. Oh, I'm, I'm getting excited. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we should be this, doing this in the morning. I know, yeah. I know. Just to set a little bit of a context for that season then. So it was Sir Bobby's second full season. 
So we came 11th in 2000, 2001. Uh, it was quite funny that John Carver, remember him? He was in the coaching staff. Uh, he was in Bobby's coaching staff. So yeah, Bobby had obviously come in and it was August 1999 he came in. So this was his second full season. Um, and Keegan, you'd kind of done a little bit of work about the, some of the signings that we've made in that pre-season. So why don't you just run us through them um, and we'll talk about what we thought that, you know, the impact they were going to have at the time. Yeah. So during the pre-season, obviously Craig Bellamy was the, was the big money signing until Robert came along, but he signed for 6 million. We had Robbie Elliott come in on a free, uh, Sylvan Distan came in on a loan, I think it was. And then, yeah, during the preseason, they signed Robert for nine and a half million. So that was pretty much it. So not, I mean, not really a whole influx of new players come in during the time, but the players that did come in made a massive difference to the way did the team played. Did we sign Olivier Bernard as well that preseason? Uh, he, I think he'd signed a few years before as a youth, as a young player. Because okay. we got gotten... Oh, it might have been because we got in trouble, didn't we, for the way we signed him or something. There was some kind of compensation we had to pay. Um, but he, he he was in the squad, though, that season. Uh, he didn't yeah. play many games. He came off the bench quite a bit. Mm. But can you remember, Mark, can you remember signing Bellamy? Because um, I, I remember thinking, we've just signed this guy from Coventry who's only scored six goals last season. I wasn't that impressed by Bellamy when we signed him. Yeah, he was only like what twenty two or something when we signed him. It was it was that, you know. It, again, it comes down to the fact that we've got Shearer and we've got Dyer and we've got all these like big name players, and you know, it's just you know, who's who's this scrawny little kid that uh, sort of uh, looks about five foot four, and he's like, what's he gonna do? But yeah, absolutely blinder of a signing in hindsight. Um, absolutely played brilliantly for us. It was uh, yeah, touch of bri- touch of brilliance by uh, Sir Bobby. Absolute gobshite, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he uh, yeah, he could certainly talk, and he and he backed his own opinion certainly. But uh, you could also also play football. He backed it up. He, he backed it up on the pitch. He was really good. And we were, just saying, we were just saying before he kind of did a thirty-one-year-old Alan Shearer. He kind of did his running for him at that time. Yeah, uh, they didn't get on personally, but when they're on the pitch, they did, and it was it was brilliant. And Laurent Robert, well, if we didn't know who he was uh, when he signed, we certainly did after a few games. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about those games in a minute. But we we lost um, we lost Rob Lee and Warren Barton in the February. So we did sign Jenas in the February for five million from Forest, and Rob Lee and Warren Barton, two real long, real stalwarts, real long-standing players. They both went to Derby. So our team was really. Um, I'll, I'll run through it. We had Shea given in goal for most, well, in fact, for all of the league season. Aaron Hughes was at right-back. And then we had Dabazas and O'Brien at centre-back. Robbie Elliott played. He played pretty much all the league games, which I was surprised at. I forgot that he played that many games that season. Then we had Solano on the right wing. And we had Speed in the midfield. And then the other central midfield spot was taken up from a combination of Dyer, Janas, Rob Lee and Clarence Acuna. So but all, all four of those players played at cert, at different times of the season and nobody really nailed down that second position. I think Kieran Dyer was injured for quite a lot of it. Um, can I but- can I say though, I, I actually think Clarence Acuna was was a bit of an unsung hero for us. I thought he played so much better for us than he was ever given credit for. He just did the hard yards 
He like put the graft in and always seemed to like, you know, he, he did what he could for us. He was never going to be a world beater, but actually, like, you know, fair play to him. He actually contributed quite a bit for us when you go back and you look at the look at the season highlights. Yeah, he scored a few goals. So he scored the yeah. first goal of the season for us against Chelsea to get a draw. But finishing off the team, we had Robert on the left, and then we had Shearer, um, who just turned 31 when the season started, and we had Bellamy. So that was kind of the core, and it was a 4-4-2. It was a good old traditional 4-4-2, um, and it was a it was a bloody good team. It was good to watch, um, and it's funny we were talking talking earlier earlier this week about Botman, but Newcastle Newcastle have just never had very rarely had really good defenders. We signed Woodgate the following season and we've had Colaccini since then who was really good. But to, to finish where we did with a, a defensive centre-back defensive Dabazas and Andy O'Brien, it's pretty good pretty good going, I think. And you can see that the defence wasn't necessarily the strength of that team. Um, yeah. Marcelino on the sick table. <laughs> just Marcelino, Marcelino with his fractured fingernail or whatever it kept him out for six years. Yeah. So the so the preseason the preseason was basically the Intertoto Cup in a total cup, and Rob Lee's testimonial, which was against Athletic Bilbao. So the Intertoto Cup was quite entertaining. We we kind of won. There was there were two legged games. We beat Lockeren. We beat eighteen sixty Munich, and then we came up against French side Trois, who were not a particularly um particularly big club. But Mark, what do you remember about that that game? We drew nil nil in the first game, and then there was the return leg. Can you remember was, what the score was and what the hell happened? Yeah, it, I I know it was four all, and we went out on on away goals. Um, but we were down and we were down and out. We were buried in that game early on. I think it was like, I think it was four one, wasn't it? And then it was, yeah. It was. And then we just came back from nowhere and it was like, oh my God, can we actually still do this? And it was almost like this disappointment at sort of being so close to getting through to the Europa, like the UEFA Cup or whatever it was back then. And um, to like kind of, but but for four all to be the the home game, it was just, just mental. It summed up everything about that team as well. Great going forward, couldn't defend to save their lives. <laughs> Yeah, and the Intertoto Cup was, uh, I think, I think that was when like three teams won it or something. Still, I don't even think yeah. it, does, it doesn't exist anymore, does it now? Don't think so, no. But um, we won it when Scott Parker was the captain. I remember that, and he, he looked thrilled holding the big trophy. But yeah, like, what kind of cup do three teams win? It's just like, yeah, your way for doing what your way for does. Um, but then the league season kicked off, so I don't think there was. Keegan, can you remember before this season what your kind of expectations for the league season were and what you thought would be a good season? Or were we just going to wait and see? I was just going to wait and see because I didn't really know much about the players that had come in. Like, I'd never really heard of Craig Bellamy or Lauren Robert, who were the, the two big money signings. So you just sort of go in thinking the season's going to be similar to the one before, but maybe a little bit better with Sir Bobby having full pre-season with the team and not really trying to pick him out of the shit like he was the season before. But, yeah, I didn't really have any expectations. Just, yeah, probably a mid-table team. Let's see how these new guys go. And that was pretty much it. So the first game of the season, we had Chelsea away, uh, which we drew 1-1. That was Mark's favourite player, Clarence Acuna, popping up at the end with the late late equaliser. That was a good one. And then we had Sunderland at home. So that was uh, 
that was a big game. That was my my first game of the season ticket was Sunderland. Um, Bellamy scored, I think it was an equaliser for us. Uh, we were losing. Yeah, Kevin Phillips scored uh, after 34 minutes and then Bellamy got us back into it. Shearer had been injured, so he he came off the bench in that game. And I remember it was the only time he came off the bench that season because, let's be fair, who puts Shearer on the bench even if he is 31? Um, and Shearer came on as a sub, and then after that, he started every single other league game that season. And he scored 23 goals. Uh, the the, the hilarious thing for that was when he was interviewed after the game, and he was just like, Oh, I'm, I'm actually like pretty uh, massive dig at Rude Hullet and saying, Oh, I don't mind sort of coming off the bench for this one. I've preferred it much yeah. better than the last time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a dig at Rude Hullet as well. So uh, that, that was quite amusing. Yeah, he, he wasn't on the bench this time out of choice. He was just not fit no. enough. Um, but he, when he came on, I remember that it was goosebump time when he came on in that game. The whole crowd, 52 seconds was going crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was Sunderland that had a decent team then. So a 1 1 draw was probably about fair in that game. Um, but then the next two games, we talked before a little bit about Lauren Robert. We weren't really sure who he was before this season. <laughs> What do you remember, Keegan, about the next two games? So there was Middlesbrough, we beat Middlesbrough 4-1 away and then we beat Man United 4-3 at home. And really, you could do a podcast about that game. Yeah, I was, yeah I was going to say, <laughs> that's, a separate, that's a separate podcast. But what and do you remember about those two games? I remember, I don't remember much about the Middlesbrough game and I don't know why, like, obviously we beat Man United and it's always a big thing when we beat Man United. But I think bigger than the actual win against Man United at home was watching Roy Keane completely shit the bed <laughs> injury time. Like I think I think the fans got more enjoyment out of watching that than watching the win. And then Shearer winding him up as well, which just was like a red rag to a bull. And then Shearer played the innocent, like, oh no, no, no. Like and and I think the more angry he got. The more happier people got watching him, like, yeah. That well-known, that well-known hard man, David Beckham, was having to hold him back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. the, the the Middlesbrough game was was obscene because we we were losing. Um, I think yeah, we were losing, and then Mark yeah. Schwarzer got sent off. Ah, uh, oh, yeah, it, it was too. a bit. It was a bit dodgy. I remember, and um, we got a penalty which Shearer scored. And then we won 4-1, but Robert got a couple of assists that day. And it was like, oh, right, we've got this guy who can score goals like that and who can assist yeah. like that. And then I remember his free kick against Man United, which he just put in the top corner against Barthez. And that was right in front of me. Mark, you remember that game? Man, uh, game. I remember that game. As, as, as Keegan said, it was literally... like. Anytime you're playing Man United at that particular time, it was always this excitement and it's like, what what if? And we, we, we were playing really well at home too. So, you know, you always kind of went into those games feeling like you could win. But when when we were when we were up and then, you know, Roy Keane kind of you know, threw the ball at Shearer and then Shearer called him a little prick and then Keane, Keane like throws a punch. Shearer's just like dodges it and just looks at him. And uh, yeah, uh, that was, that was just priceless. Um, I was like, bye-bye. <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was always good. The crowd, crowd loved that bit. It was um, one of those, one of those days to remember certainly. 
Shearer's still upset, you know, that, that goal, the winning goal was was taken off him. It was, given it was an own red, goal, wasn't Brown. it? It was given it was, as a yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon he'd get away with that I've heard him talk about that a few times. I reckon yeah. he'd get it now, definitely. Yeah, but I've heard him talk talk about that a few times, saying he was, uh, <laughs> you know, he's still, still, he's still bez, holding a grudge yeah. against it. It should have been 207 goals, not 206 he got. Yeah, that was a that was a real magic day. And you look at the Man United goal scorers, Van Nistelrooy, Giggs, Varon. They just signed Varon that season. Oh. You know, I think they just signed Rio Ferdinand as well. It just shows you Man United at that time were frightening. And Paul Scholes, you know, the, the following season he destroyed us, but he always used to do well against us. And um, but that team was just, you know, it was a really amazing team. So that kind of set the scene, really. That set the scene for the, the rest of the season. Um, we did lose two of the next three games, though. Um, no, we, we won two and lost three of the next five. And then we beat Everton at Goodison Park. And we beat Villa 3-0 at St. James's Park. Who remembers the, the Shearer goal in that game? That was phenomenal. I remember that one because it was like... I, I don't think Shearer even knew how to celebrate that one. It was just, he hit it and he hit it so cleanly straight into the top corner from this cross field ball, um, volleyed it right into the top corner across the goal. And I mean, 99 times out of hundred, that's going into row Z for, for anyone. And he's just caught it so cleanly. Um, uh, the keeper didn't move. Uh, and it was just, you know, Shearer just kind of holds his hands up and went, yeah, this this is amazing. Yeah. It's like even I can't believe I've just done that. So you know, that was that was that was an absolutely priceless game, that one as well. Like that, that and his Everton goal, um, a couple of seasons later, wasn't it? That yeah. they they were they were two two of his two of his best goals I've ever seen. So remember that one, Keegan? Oh, who could you forget it? <laughs> I remember the same as what Mark said. He just sort of kicked it and then just he didn't run. He just turned around with his hands up, like both his hands up, as if to say, Wow, how's that? <laughs> he, did, he, that was, did Amiobi pass that? No, that was for the Everton goal the following season. That must have been the so, only one, the only one of his important was, goals that he wasn't involved in, I reckon. It was, was it Rob Lee. It was Rob Lee. Yeah, because I've. I've seen them talk about that as well. Rob Lee claims credit for that goal for the pass. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you mentioned the goalkeeper there before, Mark. Do you remember who was in goal for Aston Villa that day? It wasn't just was any goalkeeper. Schme- was it Schmeichel, it was, wasn't it? It was Peter yeah, Schmeichel, yeah. <laughs> you've, got, you've got Shearer scoring side foot volleys in the top corner against Peter Schmeichel. Oh. Schmeichel had some decent goals scored against him for um, when he was playing Newcastle, didn't he? But we won't we won't talk about the um, time he basically won the league for them by keeping us out. Yeah, <laughs> it's a happy but, podcast. Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, don't bring us down. Yeah, sorry, we're not going to talk about that. But Fulham after that game, Fulham beat us in November, and then we went on a seven-game unbeaten run. So we won six and drew one. We beat Derby, we beat Ipswich, we beat Blackburn. Two two of those six games. These are seriously, seriously memorable games. 18th of December, 2021. Newcastle travelled down to Highbury to play against Arsenal. <sighs> yes. This, <laughs> this was... I, I remember I was watching this in my, in my living room. And they, they took the lead 
it was Robert Perez scored for them. And then what happened after that was like nothing that I ever could ever imagine or, you know, ever thought would be possible for Newcastle. Can you remember that game, Keegan? Yeah, like it was yesterday. It's like, apart from the Arsenal game from last season, these two are my two favourite ever Newcastle games. And I don't even think anything comes close to them. Like, I just remember, I remember the Arsenal game purely because I thought we were going to lose because we hadn't won in London for like 30 times. So every team in London, like, we'd never won. Arsenal were flying as well. And then I'm pretty sure that game was on, that was a Foxtel game. So it was on, because it was a late night kickoff, so it was on early in the morning. I think it might have been a Thursday morning or something. But, yeah, I remember Ray Parler got sent off for two yellow cards. Yeah. Which, that was after, after Pires scored. So they had a go and then... I think Shearer scored a penalty. Yeah, O'Brien scored for us first. Yeah, he, so he got O'Brien. the first goal. Yeah, yeah. Got and it. then Shearer got the penalty. And then it was, do we, I reckon we had someone sent off. Did Bellamy yeah. get sent off? Bellamy was sent off before yeah, Shearer's yeah, yeah. penalty. So he yeah. he got into some kind of fight with Ashley Cole or there was a little altercation yeah. on the ball. And he got sent off in 72 minutes. And then, yeah, Shearer got his penalty. Yeah, so then we hit the front and it was, like obviously pretty nerve wracking because we'd never won in London and Arsenal were a good side. Then Robert scored that goal and I'll never forget the memory. He's like running and he's running towards the fan. The Newcastle fans were down in that corner to the right of screen and he's like pointing at them and he's pointing at the, like at the players and he's pointing like, come over here. And then they all just ran over it in the corner. It was just mayhem. And then I thought, my God, this is couldn't get better. And then, Three days later, it did. <laughs> yeah, that 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 Arsenal game, I think that that lifted us up to almost top of the table. Yeah, that was top of anything, the table. Is there anything you want to say about that game, Mark? And then I'll give you the next one. Uh no, that was that was just uh, special. I think it was just because we hadn't won away from home for so long down in London. Um, mm. Just get that get that monkey off our back, and it was just let's let's make the most of this. So it was. Just so such a proud moment like, for all those players, and I think they were so relieved to get that get that final win win down in the capital. And just for the younger people, sort of younger people watching or listening to this, Arsenal Arsenal then are not the Arsenal of now. They were a good team. They, <laughs> they were top they had, at the time. They were top, and they actually won the league this season. But they had Saul Campbell in his prime. They had Ashley Cole. They had Patrick Vieira. They had Thierry Henry. They had Dennis Bergkamp. So we're not talking about this powder puff version of Arsenal. <laughs> Robert Perez, you know, we're not talking about the Arsenal that we beat a few weeks ago um, who, you know, couldn't fight the way out of a paper bag. This was a serious team, um, seriously good team. Uh, and they were absolutely frightening to play against. And it was when they were at the Highbury. French World Cup squad. It was the French World <laughs> yeah. Cup squad. And it was when they were at Highbury as well before they moved to the Emirates. And that stadium had real character. I went to Highbury once. And yeah. You walked into Highbury and it was through like all these um, streets and just terraced houses. And then you walked through them and then there was Highbury, you know, and it was just a real old classic stadium. So we, we won that game and then it's almost Christmas time. Mark, Leeds. Leeds. Talk, talk to me about oh Leeds. 
I watched this game from a pub just around the corner from where I was living at the time. And I, I remember I remember it because I wasn't feeling very well. I had a really bad headache, but I was like, no, I'm definitely going to go to watch it. And I was staring off into space and there was like this girl like went into my line of sight and then stared at me and gave me a filthy look because she thought I was staring at her. And she's like, oh, no, sorry, I was just miles away. But then it was like the game kicks off and it was just end-to-end stuff for the entire time and this was a Leeds pre-relegation and financial issues that had some absolutely top draw players I mean Mark Viduka scored an absolutely brilliant goal for them in this game and I think we opened the scoring and then yeah. they came back and it was just sort of backwards and forwards backwards and forwards um, we were three one down I believe three two yeah. down three um, one yeah, we yeah, came back one. and then uh, I remember Nobby Solano scoring the winner with about 10 seconds of regulation time on the clock. And it was everyone in the whole pub just went absolutely mental. It was mm. it was one of those classic end-to-end games where we've come back from the dead and we've won it in the death. And it's kind of the, the one that I can think of from the season just gone was probably that Leicester game yeah. where we've like we've won that right at the death as well. And just kind of the, the feeling of jubilation from all the fans were just fantastic. So that, that, that was, but, but to beat that Leeds team, um, given at, at Leeds as well, given how bad, A, how bad our away form was that season and B, how good that Leeds team actually was. Um, I do remember uh, Eric, was it Eric Backer that, that rifled a shot in? Uh, Ian Hart? They, yeah, so they had, Ian Hart they, did. Yeah, their goal yeah. scorers were Boja, Viduga, because he and then Ian Hart, yeah. I remember his goal because it was like absolutely miles out and just lashed it into the far corner of the, of the, of the goal. Didn't didn't kind of go off the off the ground by any more than about two foot for the entire time. Um, absolute rocket of a shot, yeah. But to come back and, and win that the way we did was just, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Not Nobby Solana didn't outpace many people, but I think Ian Hart yeah. at, at the end of that game was just absolutely <laughs> gassed. Oh. Nobby, Nobby outpaced him and put it <laughs> in the bottom corner. And I remember Bobby Bobby did his jig on the sideline then as well. And the commentator yes. said <laughs> the commentator said something like Bobby Robson does a jig and then remembers he's almost 70 years old or something like that. It was just oh, it was absolute magic, wasn't it? And Newcastle went top of the table in that game. So we, we were top of the table at Christmas. And then we beat Middlesbrough 3-0 on Boxing Day. Absolutely no fuss whatsoever. So those um, those games, like, they're just magic, aren't they? Like, looking back on them, because of probably because it was a bit unexpected, maybe, that that, that was what was going to happen. Um, we didn't know how good this team was going to be that season. And th- there wasn't any expectation going into these away games. And we just we pulled it off, <laughs> and I think as long as we support Newcastle, we'll be lucky if we will get two away wins like that again together. You know. Um, after that, we we lost to Chelsea and Man United, uh, which was quite standard. Chelsea beat us two one, so Idiger Johnson scored a couple of goals in that game at St James's Park, and Man United beat us three one. Uh, Van Nistelrooy. Scored and then Skull scored a couple of goals as he tended to do against Newcastle, and she got a late consolation. Um, so even though we were kind of winning, we were going on these these runs and we were winning games. I don't think anyone really felt that we were going to win the league, did they? At this stage, no. 
It was, it was one of those times where we'd, we'd played above ourselves and we'd gotten some really good results from just sheer effort and, you know, a, a bit of bit of magic here and there. But, you know, we, we were conceding goals for fun and I don't think any anyone that I knew at the time was was legitimately thinking, yeah, we're going to win the league here. It was it was yeah, we could finish European here, and I think there's like finally started to dawn on us that we might get Champions League football. But even then, it was starting. It was like oh, there's still a long way to go, and there's still some pretty good teams below us. And um, I mean, I think Man United was still below us at that point in in the season. Yeah, and so and you know, it was the first season as well. That I'm pretty sure it was the first season that the team in fourth qualified for the Champions League. Yeah. So previous to that, it was the top three. Uh, and it, I'm, yeah, I'm certain that it was the top four that, this season for the first time. Um, but after we after we lost those two games to Chelsea and Man United, we beat Leeds 3-1. We had a, we had a nil, nil-nil at Leicester, which I think, Keegan, I've just stolen your stat there. Yeah, you bastard. Yeah, that was, the only, that was the only nil-nil we had for the whole year was that Leicester game. Yeah. I so they really... It. Yeah, and that's like... I remember I wasn't expecting to win the league either. But I remember thinking, shit, this is fun to watch. Like, <laughs> it didn't matter who we were playing. Like, there was going to be some entertainment, whether we copped it or we gave it, but it was going to be fun to watch. Yeah. We beat Spurs 3-1 away. Uh, Acuna scored again. He had a few goals, <laughs> didn't he, that season? He did. He did. Clarence. Shearer and Bellamy scored in that game. We beat Bolton 3-2 at home. Shearer and Bellamy, surprise, surprise. We beat Southampton 3-1. That was the I'm pretty sure that was the game where Robert scored that, that was that free kick. <laughs> where he just hit it from 40 yards and it went in the middle of the goal. <laughs> uh, and we beat we beat Sunderland 1-0. So this was a real because I don't actually know if I could remember winning a derby game in my life before this. I'm not sure. I just can't remember. I think this might be the first one I can really. It's the first one I can really remember winning anyway. Like as a as a fully, fully paid, a fully fledged supporter. Do you remember this? Um, do you remember this result, Keegan? Who scored the goal? Yeah, I do. Debezes scored the winner, and I reckon he had two or three pretty good looks. That I think one might have got saved, one hit the bar before he actually scored. So. Yeah, and I think the one he ended up scoring was it was like in a box and he just sort of headed it and just knocked it into the net. I think the keeper was committed to the front post and he sort of maybe between the middle and the back post and the ball would come through. Shearer might have tried to flick it on and he just sort of hit his head and knocked it in. But I'm pretty sure as well that was Sir Bobby's first time that he'd beaten Sunderland as well. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they they're might oh – I know – Maybe they were they in the division the year before when they played them or uh, they they'd been in the Premier League for a while but we kind of switched a few times so yeah and we just we just weren't that good against them I don't think uh, no I don't remember us really doing too well against them uh, in the years before that but Mark what about Dabazas's uh, Dabazas's rug rug on his chest after that after that goal <laughs> that was nice wasn't it yeah because he took his shirt off and uh, yeah. and, and gave us all gave us all a, 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 a sort of un, un, uh, unfiltered view of the beast that lies within so to speak <laughs> made yeah, us all feel immediately less masculine <laughs> put us all to shame 
We should have had Damien for this one, shouldn't we? The Greek, <laughs> Greek god, even though he's too young to remember this season. Yeah, so that was, I remember that was a really significant result uh, and we deserved to win that game. And then and then we came up against Arsenal, we came up against Liverpool. This uh, this Arsenal game was was famous for one particular goal. Mark, was Bergkamp's goal a fluke or did he mean it? Oh, this is this is not going to go down well. Um, I I actually think he meant to grab the ball, but I don't think he meant it to go where it went. Um, but fair play to him for actually reacting as quickly as he did. I, I don't think he meant the whole thing. Um, I think he, it's been re- replayed so many times over the years. I keep getting flashbacks to it now. Absolutely cr- cracking goal, but there's no way he actually meant to pull that off. It was just fortuitous where it went and, and his reactions times, I think. Keegan? No, not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, yeah. isn't it? Because you look at Bergkamp and you see some of the goals he scored and it's like, he can he can actually do that kind of thing. So I think, but but no one can even think to possibly try and do what he did. No, no so, like, improvisation, <laughs> 10 out of 10. Execution of his plan, 1 out of 10. Yeah. He scored. He scored what probably is going to go down as one of the, you know, the best goals the Premier League's ever seen. Yeah, uh, I think we're probably. Yeah, that's why. That's why he's a good. Well, that's why strikers are good when they can think on their feet and improvise the same way that he did. Well, that's that's why they're good players because they could do that sort of stuff. Not for that skill because he didn't do any skill at all. <laughs> <laughs> The, the Arsenal fans are already upset with us today after, uh, yeah. after that tweet Craig put out. Oh, yeah, thanks so a lot. So they're going to be more upset now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> after we stole Bruno from them as well. They're not very happy. But that, that So we lost that game. We lost to Liverpool. And that pretty much put an end to any kind of lingering title hopes I think we had. Arsenal were quite a few points ahead by then. We had a pretty disappointing 2-2 draw with Ipswich as well, uh, where we... We were losing 2-0 and we came back to draw 2-2. And um, but after that, um we we yeah, we only won one of the next kind of six games after that Arsenal game. Um and we drew with Ipswich. We beat Everton 6-2 in what was quite a crazy yeah. game. Uh Carl Court scored a goal, remember him? Yes, I do. <laughs> I think he, that's when Bellamy got under twenty one for England. Yeah. He was decent yeah. player. He, he was just he, he was, he was decent. He was just always injured again. It was like we just we used to pick them. <laughs> yeah, we we had a draw against Villa. We drew one one, and we drew against Fulham. So really, yeah, we the Everton win in that run of six games is the only win we had. Um, I think and, that was the Bellamy roulette sort of period of the season where he got injured, and then they were sort of trying to find someone who'd work with Shearer. So like. Carl Court had a go. Luar Luar had a couple of starts. Amiobi, a young giraffe-like Amiobi, had a couple of starts. And I, I think they were trying to find someone who could work with Shearer the same way Bellamy was, but they just couldn't do it. Like he was, They were perfect for each other. As much as they hated each other, they were perfect for each other. Do you I'd remember actually... Lua Lua, though? Like, what a circus clown he was. Yeah, like he—he he, he was just mental to watch because you never—he never knew what he was doing. Nobody else knew what he was doing, and then he'd score these absolute blinders and then go away and doing backflips up the pitch. It was just like <laughs> absolutely like what 
is going on here, but I'm loving every minute of it. Just yeah. So his first goal, he'd done one, and I'm pretty sure his first goal was away from home. And his first home goal was, I think it might have been the next week or the next game, was a home game, and he scored that on his first on his home debut. And I reckon he'd done about seven or eight in a row after that. <laughs> and we were like, well, I just want this guy to score every week now if he's going to keep doing this stuff. Cause he, yeah, because he signed the season before. And I remember getting his name on the shirt because he was excited. You know, he was like, he was, but he was like Tino, wasn't he? He was not as good, obviously, but he would just do all these tricks and flicks. Uh, he was signed in from Colchester, I think it was. Um, and there was a bit of controversy with him in later seasons when we let him go on loan to Portsmouth and he scored against us <laughs> when he was still our player. So that prompted a bit of a... I think that might have been what prompted the change in the rules where you can't play against your parent club. Yeah. But Keegan, you're right there. So he scored against he scored the winner against Derby in a 3-2 win. Yeah. Uh, that, that was the game where Robert scored that ridiculous free kick where he was, he was out wide. <laughs> and, yeah, and it was like, he's, gonna, he's clearly just going to cross this. And he just absolutely... Twatted it into the near, yeah, in, in, near inside post. I think, I think that shows a fair bit of the thought or his thought process. Like ninety nine percent of players with the ball there would be thinking, "Oh, like we'll cross this to the back post or the front post, whatever it is." And his mindset's, "I'm having a ping, and I think I'm going to score from here." Like <laughs> it just shows how mad he was. And he did score though, very quite yeah. But that's often. yeah, that's why he's yeah. sort of like. He reminds not I know it's a different sport, but he sort of reminds me a bit of Steph Curry, where he sort of takes a shot and you're like, Why are you taking a shot? And then it goes in and you're like, Oh, wow. And then so them shots aren't stupid. Like he's a genuine 50-50. He's gonna score from these spots. Yeah. He was it's you can't really compare him to anyone now, I don't think, who takes free kicks. I mean, you've got James Ward Prowse who takes free kicks for Southampton's who got a good record, but it's a different it's a different technique. He doesn't just leather them as hard as he can, but also <laughs> yeah. know that hit they're or, gonna go in. <laughs> hit or get hit. It's your choice. Cause cause the fact is, the fact is with Robert that if he if he kicked it hard, then he knew that if he kicked it hard, the keeper might not be able to save it. Yeah. Um but even and, some of the spots like Ward Prowse would never think about having a shot from where some of reverse no. free kicks come from. Like, if if he's probably the best free kick taker in the Premier League at the moment, and I don't reckon it'd be one slither of his mind that would think I'm having a pop from here. <laughs> no, not from those positions. Oh. In fact, because because this was a different season, and because we're not going to do this season review, which of his goals against Spurs do you think was the best? Mark, you go first. Oh, I, I, it's that that game is probably a little bit blurry. Um, I don't remember remember too much of it, um, so I'm going to stay out of this one. I have a feeling I may have been in the pub for a little bit before this one. <laughs> <laughs> Keegan, do you remember those goals? Was one of them? I don't even know how to describe it. it was like a flip? Did it? Was it dub? Was one of them ones like a flip? Like a scorpion kick? No, that was against Fulham. So oh. against, so it was against Spurs in 2004, and one of them was where it was looped high, um, and Casey Keller was in goal, and he just volleyed it from about 30 yards. One was where it was on the ground, and he just absolutely, like, there was no reason why he should have been shooting from where he where he shot from. <laughs> then that one. <laughs> Any time that. 
he takes a shot where he shouldn't shoot from. That's the one I'll. Yeah, but I mean, it, yeah. there was there was no finesse with him though, as you said. It was literally no, no. just let's just hit it as no. hard as we can. Um, I mean, I certainly wouldn't want anyone to have. I, there's, there's kind of like a little bit of a sadistic part of my brain wanted to see someone actually get hit by one of his shots. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you remember, but Olivier Bernard got hit by one of his, oh, knocked, his clearances. He knocked him out. Yeah. And like, literally he like staggered Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I like, just sort of staggered back and like some complete Bambi and just like fell over. It was like, yeah, okay, yeah, that was, that's going to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Bernardo that was against the, the That was against Leicester. Yeah, that was against Leicester <laughs> the next season. I was at that game as well. That was an away game. Yeah, that was just, priceless. You got jelly legs. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised he didn't die. To be honest. So yeah, the fair, fair power behind them. So the season we finished with three wins out of five. So including that derby win, we beat Charlton three 0 and Loire Loire did score in that game as well. Keegan drew with Blackburn, beat West Ham, and then we lost to Southampton. But by that, we always used to lose at Southampton, and by that point. The, the fourth place was wrapped up anyway. Yeah. We finished fourth on 71 points. And as we said before, we qualified for the Champions League. Arsenal won the league with 87 points. So they was, you know, they were a good 16 points ahead of us. Um, and it was, you know, it, it was a tough ask um, to, to play, to catch up against that Arsenal team. You know, they were just brilliant. Uh, and like I said before, Arsenal... They had the invincible season a few years later. I think that was 2004-2005. Um, but they were a serious team back then, um, which was why that win that we had over them was so special. Um, fourth in the table. You take that this upcoming season, wouldn't you, Mark? Yeah, definitely. It'd be nice to have a, a 23-goal scorer uh, forward as well in, in the bank to, to go into the new season with. But yeah, definitely... If if you could, I mean, I'd I'd take I'd snatch your hands off the top six, top seven um, at this point. Um, but to to think that, I mean, to be honest, that's that came out of nowhere that season. So it's not like we went into that season expecting to finish fourth. We exceeded expectations. Uh, I think there's a few mad nutters out there who have suggested that Newcastle might finish in a Champions League spot next season just because of the form that we had since Eddie Howe took over. I think that's a big ask. I don't think we've got that in us for the entire season, but stranger things have happened. Um, let's let's just go into next season and and hope for the best. But yeah, take your hands off for that sort of stuff now. That was that was the heady days of of uh, Sir Bobby Robson's finest. And it's exciting, isn't it, Keegan? Knowing that you know we might not finish fourth, we might not get Champions League like now, but we are going to have good times again. And that's why I think partly why we're doing this podcast now. Uh, it's the ambition. It's a feeling around the club, and it's just a feeling that we are going places again. Yeah, and it's it's just good to go into a season with a bit of optimism. Like we're not dreading the season, and we don't look at the fixtures, and every game's a banana skin now. Like we we don't think like that anymore. Like we've actually think positive things going into a season, and. Although we didn't really think that much positive, like we weren't all negative going into this season. It was just a bit of a oh, let's see what happens. We've got the best striker in England, and you know anything could happen. But yeah, I don't think we ever dreamt that we were going to finish in the Champions League spot. Never mind, be top of Christmas for starters. But then finish fourth, like compared to like you went through the Arsenal team and the Man United team and stuff like that. Like we. 
Look, look, look at our defence. <laughs> like, <we laughs> like, we should never have been anywhere near there. And we beat them both. Like, we should never have been there. But so Bobby worked his miracles, didn't he? We're going to go through some stats like that I found quite surprising from the season in a minute. But just in the Cups, in the FA Cup, we beat Palace, Peterborough, Man City, and then lost on a replay to Arsenal in the quarterfinal. Uh, the home game was a really good game. I remember that. And then we were comfortably beaten away. Arsenal beat Chelsea in the final to get the League and Cup double. That's how good that Arsenal team were. They were really good. In the League Cup, we beat Brentford the day after 9-11. Like I said before, Bellamy got his hat-trick. This is when Brentford were in League 1, I think. They were they were really low down. We beat Barnsley and Ipswich and then lost at Stamford Bridge to Chelsea in the quarter-final. And Blackburn, under Graeme Souness, actually won the League Cup that season. Uh, they beat Spurs 2-1 in the final. But looking at some of these player stats, which I found was really, really interesting. Shea Given played in all every game that season, apart from three League Cup games, when we had Steve Harper um, playing in those. And we talked, uh, you guys talked last week in the pod about how hopefully now we've got a bit of competition. Um, and I've seen with Pope and Dubravka, and I've seen a few people say that it's, you know, it's the best competition we've had since we did have Shea Given and Steve Harper, which is 20 years ago, <laughs> 21 years ago, you know. <laughs> So that just shows you how kind of how we've been ran over the last few few years. Robbie Elliott made forty league appearance, forty appearances, sorry, in total, which I was really surprised about because I don't remember him featuring that heavily. And I just always thought that Olivia Bernard had played in that season, but he hadn't. He he only made twenty three appearances. Most of those were off the bench. We were talking about defence before. Andy O'Brien made forty four appearances in all competitions. This is a guy that we signed from. Bradford City for like two million or something, and you know he was a he was a decent player, but he was no he was no superstar, you know. Uh, he was <laughs> he was really quite limited. Nobby Solana, what a player! We haven't really given him much love because we've been talking oh. about Robert, but he made fifty two starts that season. He only missed one league game. No central midfielder other than Gary Speed made twenty league appearances. So that's what I was saying before about it was Rob Lee until he was sold and it was Acuna and it was uh, Dyer who was coming back from injury and then it was Jenas when he signed. But Gary Speed's another one. This is just a team that is just jam-packed full of quality players, isn't it? Quality characters as well. Real big characters. In terms of goals, only Shearer hit double figures league goals. He He got 23. So, you know, he got double figures for two people really. Um, Solano got 12 um, overall goals, uh, Bellamy got 14, and Robert got 10 in all competitions. Shearer got 27 in all competitions. And Shola and Loa the young guns, they each scored five goals in all competitions. Some of the yeah, stats Sh- Shola did quite well in the Intertoto, didn't he? He scored a few, few in that. I think so. I think he did, yeah. And then he, he scored a few more the following season. Yeah. But what about any of those stats or any of those players you wanted to touch on before we wrap up? I I think one of the things that stood out for me was everyone bagged out the Intertoto as like a bad idea because we were starting too early and we were going to get fatigued. But I actually think we started the season off so well because we were like match ready straight away. Competitive football, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I actually think that did us did us a lot of good. Um, although, you know, Shearer was interviewed saying that he wasn't keen on it, but... Um, I totally understand. Like some of the senior players probably didn't need that, but you know, for I think for some of the squad players, it, it actually really helped. And the fact that there was such a spread of goals 
um, you know, from from midfield. And I think that's what we've been missing over the last few seasons is those regular scorers from midfield. You know, how how good was Gary Speed like, running onto the ball and, and in the air for someone his size? You know, Robert's scoring these like mad hatter free kicks from from God knows where. <laughs> Uh, and Nobby Solano is like chipping in with with a few goals here and there, but but his crossing was absolutely top draw. You know, it's just like they just you look everywhere over that all over that pitch was just just quality players um, in the in the first front half. Um, obviously, the less said about some of the defenders, the better, I think. But you know, <laughs> we we still we still did all right. They were they were doing their jobs. Um, Shay Given actually made a few really bad errors the, at the start of that season. I remember. Yeah, he did. Yeah, like he, really, he gifted, really gifted a goal goal away against Chelsea in the opening game, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Nobby Nobby scored twelve goals in all competitions. Robert got ten, so that just shows you we've been giving Robert all the love because of the mm. ridiculous goals he scored. But Nobby could take a free kick too. Yeah. Uh, and he could score a goal as well. Anything you wanted to kind of pick out there, Keegan, or anything else you want to say about this before we wrap up? Oh, yeah, I think just judging the season as a whole, we scored 30 more goals than the season before. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. Like, 30 more goals than the season before. Like, no wonder yeah. they just kept the games were entertaining all the time because you knew, like, there was goals and it was sort of very similar to the Keegan era where it was we'll beat you 5-4. It like it doesn't matter. We're not Shearer, scared of it. Shearer the season before, I remember he was he was injured, I think, at the start of the season. Uh, and he was he was getting back or he was injured at the end of the previous season or something. But he was getting back into, you know, and people were saying he was finished because he was 30 and because he was his pace was gone a bit. Is but that when he's, he done his ACL? Uh he did it I think he did it before that. Um, yeah, yeah. You think, think he did do it again then? Or he, yeah. he had another really bad injury anyway? Yeah, he was there and for people, a while. People were saying he's finished and he's done. And then he, he still scored He scored like over 100 more goals for Newcastle after that, after he turned yeah, 30. He, he his game really well after his major injury. So like he, he, he clearly did lose the pace and he was never going to be the same striker. But... He didn't try to be. And I think that's something that was really special and probably gets overlooked a bit where, you know, any any strikers that, you know, Harry Kane hasn't really had a major injury to come back from. He's just carried on doing what he always does. He hasn't had to change his game. For Shearer to do what he did and come back from those, like, career-threatening injuries um, and change the game for, for how he did and still score all those goals was was absolutely fantastic and, and really underrated. And you think, yes, okay, we've, we've touched on it. Bellamy definitely prolonged his, his, his goal scoring for him because he, he did all the running for him. Uh, but, you know, that's what building a squad's about. And he had Lauren Robert and Nobby Solano crossing it in crossing directly onto his head, six mm. yards out from goal at times. And he took all the penalties as well, which he almost always scores. Yes, missed yeah. a couple, but if you it, ever get a chance, nearly every one of his penalties he goes left, and the keepers yeah. still go the other way. Like obviously they don't do the analysis that they do now with penalty takers and stuff. But if you ever get a chance to watch the highlights of that season, nearly every one of his penalties is left, and half the time the keeper goes the other way. 
But even if they went the right way, they were probably not going to get there because he just leathered the ball. No, it was none of this no. like little stutter step run ups and, and like try to fake the keeper out or or no. chip it or like put it into the middle of the goal, hoping that the keeper goes one way yeah. or the other. He just leathered the crap out of it, and it was nine times out of ten right in the corner of the goal. So yeah, the, the keeper had no chance anyway. I remember um, Paul Robinson. Remember we played. Who was it? Oh, yes. it, was it, it was it was against Sheffield Wednesday the season when Bobby it was the eight, eight one eight the, the, the like seven eight goals eight one yeah Put, yeah and scored five goals and I think he'd scored four goals already and we got a penalty and Paul yeah. Robinson the young striker was like oh can I have this penalty and Shearer is just like no you can't don't even ask <laughs> and he'd already scored four goals and Paul was yeah. like oh, I just want to score my first goal yeah. no nah, it's not happening. That's what Shearer was, though, and it's it yeah. actually makes me a bit sad that some younger fans don't don't remember Shearer. At least they can see um video, like you know, we don't remember Jackie Milburn and yeah. Huey Gallagher, yeah. and there's no very little video of them. But even Malcolm least, McDonald, yeah, like, you know. But at least there's video of Shearer, and people can see how good he was. And like I said, he scored over a hundred goals after he turned thirty, and he retired from England at twenty nine, which helped us as well. Yeah, but to battle back from those injuries, oh. He was just perfect in every way, wasn't he? How am I supposed to go to sleep tonight after this? I'm just no, too no. excited and too happy. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need I think we should leave it there though. That's been really a real, really enjoyable, fun trip down down memory lane. I've enjoyed that. Yeah. We we'll be back uh, next week. So we'll be doing a review of the 2002 2003 season, the following season, which was the Champions League season. Uh, and then later on, we'll be doing, um, we'll be looking at a, a couple of the more recent seasons as well. So young Dimmy, baby Dimmy can get involved in the act as well. <laughs> All right. Thanks very much, Mark. Thanks very much, Keegan. Cheers. Pleasure, Jack. I'll speak to you soon. Cheers. No Catch you later, guys. See you, guys. Bye.